All right, let's continue. Second Timothy three fifteen. Second Timothy three fifteen again. They say he is as from a child. That was known the only scripture was able to make you wise unto salvation. True faith is requires Jesus. And all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnish unto all good works. And we said that the word Christ there it's um refers to an office, right? I mean if you already understand that now by now. And we said Jesus is that man in humanity or that let me use that guy <laughs> who will fulfill that function. Does that make sense? So now we 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 were somewhere and we said in First Corinthians fifteen when Paul said as let's look at let's look at our First Corinthians fifteen when he says in verse three he says I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received how that Christ died for for our sins according to the scriptures. So, and we said that it's, um, that thing when he says, I received, it simply means via oral traditions, right? That he received it. He received it. And it, and we said oral traditions is like stories passed down. And I was saying something the other time. I said, one of the barriers we have today is because you and I are not Jews. You and I are not we're not born in Israel, we're not born in Egypt or all of those places or Jerusalem where the stories are spreading. Do you get it? So, you are just hearing the story in church. But those guys in those places, that's their own normal story. Oh, how that our father Abraham, how that our father Elijah, how that our this, that's their stories. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, every culture has their own story. The Muslims will have their own story of Allah, of one Isa prophet, Isa prophet, this, uh, you should, you should, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> all those. So every culture has it. When you two are growing up, all that was in your mind is book of Bible stories on um, how Joseph had a coat of 12, many colors, this, that, 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 that. Then that one, so imagine you are learning that one and you're also learning your whole culture on okay just like one time my mother told me the story of a village and they said they use a stone i mean they use the one one warrior use the what they call it they use the knife to kill somebody then the water the knife is now still there till tomorrow uh, yeah, you see the village, they, they, they decorated the knife somewhere, this and that. My old father not told me that the reason why Ikiti people is the way they are is because one one man uh, killed somebody and the one king like that, the, the last day Ikiti people are very wicked. Ah, I say he. I say me, I'm not wicked though. <laughs> so I say, you are wicked. I don't check my kind of say, hmm, finally, now I know. <laughs> so, so things like that. Um, so, but it's so imagine someone now not want to write it down, and the person is now saying, I received it of the Lord, bro. How is he of the Lord? Are you getting what I'm saying? That's basically it's just like how we have histories. It's just like this book. If you read this book, God's Generals, how you see the revivals in the early 90s, how God used great men of God, um, Billy Graham, Jake, um, not Jake Olo, 
there's one <laughs> not Jehu. There's one there's one there's one preacher too. He has that kind of name, maybe something cool or something. I can't remember. Uh all those big 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 men CS up to groove. All those big men or great men who has worked mighty miracles, Al Ehe Allen, you know. So imagine the, the guy Robert uh Leadon or something who wrote the book now saying he received it of the Lord. No, he did not receive it of the Lord. He just simply told us a story, did his research, told us a story, and documented it. Does that make sense? So that's basically what he did. So and that's how the scriptures are. So now now, we were studying something just just so that um we stay we stay in line. We're studying something about um this uh, we're still on this gospel. Why 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 did I even tie to it? Why is it tied to this gospel? Why why the word this gospel? Is it that you understand that is <laughs> a message? Why okay, why do you even understand this thing you are preaching? Don't go out every day and say just that Jesus has made Jesus rose again. Now, when you use the word Jesus now, you now say, mm, the man, are you seeing it? You now say, the man who fulfilled the, the prophecy is Jesus. Are you seeing it? Now, I'm not saying you should not use this as your next discipleship meeting. No. I'm not saying, sit down. <laughs> Don't have been like me many years ago. Yeah, I was in that service. I'm very ashamed of that service. People was there too. I learned predestination. That was, I think, 2017 or 2018, 2017, I, I, I learned uh, certain things and I just went to class and I just said, Brethren, I, I thought it under 15 minutes. Things that I, that took me maybe like months to study, when I fully got it, I think, I, I, the way I encapsulated the teaching under 15 minutes is <laughs> so, so, don't do that. Don't look at it. Do you understand the word Jesus? See, let me explain. Follow your notes. You were teaching born again before. Continue your body. <laughs> don't go and say, hmm. Don't go and say, hmm. Um, why am I even talking this way? <laughs> <You know? laughs> why am I even saying this thing? You know what you were saying. <laughs> you just wanted to show knowledge. Follow your notes. You were teaching gift of eternal life before. How did... First Corinthians 15 quickly enter it and say, hmm. Or maybe, 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 maybe God will now, how God will now do, you know? Sometimes you can just be, you can just be hooked somewhere. You can't pick reality of our redemption. You just see, ah, first Corinthians 15, you say, hmm, receive. Then you start explaining all our traditions to the person. Then you sit down. Palabandu. <laughs> you turn your own service to Palabandu. And say, how the Christ died. All the traditions. You know that telling the person, you know that movie that you watched, that thing? You know? <laughs> it's a story that's all this. Bro. <laughs> Bro, sis. <laughs> Calm down. The truth, see, let me tell you. I've had people, I've, one thing I know is, I've, I've heard a lot of people tell me, I didn't understand it before. Now I understand it now. It's because the truth of God's word takes time. And that's why a Bible preacher must know how to communicate it well too. You know, I thought this is, in fact, if you go, some of you that were in that Bible seminar that I did in 2019, I, I remember it, I, I thought this in 2019. Is it 2019 or 2018? 2019. In July 4, I remember. July 4, 2019. That's uh, Independence Day. I used it. I did about six hours, right? That's, I did a six hours Bible seminar that day. And I, that, this, my exact script, in fact, what I did is, 
I picked my exact note that I used that day, that year. So that's what I'm using to do introduction now. So if you go and listen to this gospel there, you will find that most of everything I'm saying there is there. But guess what? What has happened between 2019 to now is that even me that I'm preaching it, I understand better. I can communicate it even much better than I'm saying it. Than I said it then. Does it make sense? Because the truth of God's word takes time sometimes. Sometimes sometimes you just have to... There are certain things I have studied, right? Now, this person is wearing... There are certain things I have studied. Let's see. I studied certain things in twin. Okay. There's one study that I studied, right? And that's... Let me give you let me give you a glimpse of that of that thing I studied. I studied I studied this thing and I've said it in I've said it in passing here and there in, in certain things. I studied this thing on okay, we are we are here and we are in another realm. I, I've explained it before, Ginomai, that is you switch locations. That thing took me about two years to learn. Two years, I won't lie. Because in fact, the very first, my very first attempt to that study, I didn't understand it. I had to tell my friend, I said, because we did it as a group study. I told my friend, I said, ah, Omo, this little we've learned, let's hold on. Let's study something else. We'll come back to this. Then after about maybe three months or four months, we came back to it again. We picked it again. We're like, oh, it's very easy now. What was it that we didn't even get it? What we now did is, we now picked it again after like a year. We are oh, it makes sense now. So, it takes time. So, when me and I come and tell you and I say, ah, do you know what I do? It's, I'm telling you, <laughs> a function of what has taken me time to actually learn. Are you getting it? That's why sometimes, so I can read, let me tell you, when I'm reading books, I can pick a book today now. I not finish it. I drop it. I pick it now. I don't finish it. I drop it. Pick it. Pick it. One of the things I'm doing is I'm acquiring the knowledge. I'll just be like, okay, now I get a glimpse of this. I'll come back again. After a while, I'll come back and read it. I'll go to now. Come back and read it. Then after like maybe some months, it will now make sense. Are you getting what I'm saying? So sometimes you can pick a message. You might not get it. Let's say you pick like the Dwissing in Adam or something. You know, okay, hold on, finish this gospel. Go and finish this thing again. Oh, this is what Pastor will say. Let's say you know that's an incarnation now. Now that I've explained Jesus is Christ now, this and that. You gotta pick that one again. Oh, this one is a, it will now start making sense. So, but if you have now, if you have not, if what we now do is we are quickly in a hurry to what to deliver, what to show as emoji. I've learned my lessons long ago. Not to there's, I, I don't, I don't teach you. I don't. I'm not teaching how to show. What am I showing? What I'm teaching you is not me that know it. It's I'm learning from someone too. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not. It's not a new revelation. Are you getting me? So there's nothing to show you. Are you getting me? There are people that can preach what I'm preaching even much better than I do. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there's. I'm not trying to impress anybody else. I'm just trying to communicate God's word. So it takes time. So when you are studying God's word like that. Ensure you let it sink deep. That's why many a times I tell you, use the basics to for, do follow up. Use the basics to teach a lot. Let them learn those other stuff from me. Let them, let them hear it and say, okay, this and that. Do you get what I'm saying? It will help you because you too, you are still trying to get it. 
You might think you even know the reality of Christianity very well. <laughs> but when you read the pamphlet again, you wonder, ah, 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 was I in the service? Are you getting what I'm saying? But I wrote this material now. Are you, I don't know if I fell down with reading the Bible. Ah, it's me that wrote this thing, though. But that's what the truth of God's word does. In fact, I picked the power of the gospel. I read it myself and I, I was like, ah, did I really teach this material? Do you, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. How do you guys listen to the audio again? Like, okay, what did I say that you wrote down? Do you get it? It's always like that. So, in teaching God's word too, as a, as a Bible teacher, take your time. That's why you have to keep studying. Don't always feed, you only be feeding on a lot. Are you getting me? Keep hearing it. Just be hearing the word. Sometimes it can just be one thing, just hear, mm, you just pot it one day, mm, you wind it back again. You say, oh, it makes sense now. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's always like that. Always like that. So, back to what we are saying. Um, so, like we're explaining in this gospel, we said the very fact of God's love, that God loves man, right? And everybody knows that, right? That um, the gospel, the gospel um, demonstrates God's love for man. One of the things this gospel does is that you can clearly see that God loves man. All I've been teaching you about the death, um, the message, you'll just see that it's simply showing us that this is God's love for man and that it's, it's a domain of sacrifice. That is, God put in a whole lot just to make sure that you and I don't end up in hell. Are you seeing it? He did a whole lot. It's, it's, um, he, and he, he never loved you because you promised to be good. God, <laughs> God did not love you because you said, Lord, I will never do this again. And we, you know, how many of you know that you have failed in those promises? In fact, the more you make those promises, the more you fail in it. Like, I will never do this again, Lord. Just, just for just this one time, you know. He did not like you because of your great species and all of those things. He loved you unconditionally. He says, "Why in that Christ? Why were yet sinners? Christ died for our sins. Hallelujah! So He loved us beyond. He loved us by what He did. So He's not looking at what you're doing." is what he did are you seeing it so when god sees sees us he sees us in christ are you seeing it? he's seeing you and i in the function of what the blood has done he's seeing you and i in the function of what christ has done are you getting me he's seeing us in christ are you getting me so if there's a picture of god now about you just you are imperfect you are you're having your struggles we are all we all have but he's seeing us as this is a man in Christ. That's why it is not just a man alone. He's a man. I've taught you who you are in Christ. You can listen to it now. So it's it's what he has done. Look, look at it in John 3 16. I would I did I don't have my amplified version here. Probably next time I'll read it for you in amplified version. In John 3, verse 16, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So he gave. So it is a function of what he did. He gave. So you see in Ephesians 5 verse 2 also. Ephesians 5 verse 2. Ephesians 5 verse 2. It says, And walk in love, as Christ has also loved us, and has given 
himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for his sweet-smelling servant. I would have loved to read it for you in the Amplified, but so he truly loved us. So now back to back to certain things now. If he truly loved us, right, he will identify with us. That is, he will identify with sinners, and he will identify with us completely. And this is the love of God that we preach. Are you seeing it? So when we go out on the streets and preaching the gospel, we are simply preaching what God did for man. Are you seeing it? We are de- we are telling a story of God's salvation, of God's redemption. We are sharing it to people and making them understand. See, Christ has died for our sins, and this is what has become of us now. And so, the work of redeeming man began on the cross. The work of redeeming man began on the cross. For that, why? For that, for that. But that was what Jesus was made sin. You know, in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, it says, he, he that knew no sin became sin, that we might be called the righteousness of God in Christ. So, he, was, he never sinned. Remember, he was born through the incarnation. And he, he, was, he was sinless. So, but sin was laid on him. So, he took our place. And that was a prophecy in Isaiah that God will put him to breathe, to, to grieve and lay, it says the our the iniquity, our iniquity was laid upon him. And um, look at the first Peter 2 verse 24 also. First Peter 2 24. 1 Peter 2 24. It says that who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we might that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose tribe ye were healed. So to bear means to take responsibility for the actions of other people. That is, you are taking the responsibility for the actions of other people. So Jesus' words on the cross were moving as they were uttering also and uh, they were not the words of a son because they were they were words of somebody who is already a sacrifice, who has already made a sacrifice, who was now an offering. So a son who has been made a sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know <laughs> I don't want to tell you the, the story in my head. Anyway, this the he has been made a sacrifice. Look at Matthew 27, verse 46. Matthew 27, verse 46. Matthew 27, verse 46. He says, And about the night hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do now. You know, Jesus, do you notice something? All through the four Gospels, that Jesus is surely addressed God as Father. But in this place now, he's referring my God, my God on the cross. He called him my God because now he is facing justice. Yeah. And that's the bell of judgment that, that was really loud and clear because Jesus now is God, God is, the judge now is God. And with this, now, b- b- before, before we move further, we, we, you know, we already concluded on where sinners go. That is, 
he must suffer and be dead for three and die for three days and three nights. He must bear the sins for that long, and he will stay away from fellowship with the Father because hope you know hell is separation now. It means outer darkness. I explained that to you, and that if he must do this because if 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 we must be saved, he must he must go through all of these things. And on the third day, he has to triumph over death. Are you seeing it? So he rose from the dead. So on the cross, back to the back to the cross now. On the cross, he was facing judgment. So when he was saying, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? That was like a judgment call, like almost ah. This is normal father. You know, you know, how many of you know that there are certain times you say, My daddy. When let's let's use your earthly father now. You know there are times you say my daddy and later you say my father. You know there's a difference between my daddy and my father in our today's world. You know when you're talking to somebody now, you say he's my father. But if your daddy has done good, you say, ah, my daddy just came to take me. My daddy is taking me to get ice cream. But let's say your father just told your dad just talked to you anyhow, just say, Lady, I just this and that. I just say, I'm not giving you money. You know? You see, my father doesn't even like, respond to my call. <laughs> you know, you use that word interchangeably. That's 2022 language now. <laughs> but, so, are you seeing the interjections with Jesus now? When he says, my father, you know, that's fellowship. That's communion. As at that time, when Jesus said, oh, father, I thank you because you hear me always. You know, when he came, got to the top of Lazarus, he said, father, you know, you know he did not see God. You know, he said, father, I thank you because you hear me always. Nah. <laughs> He's seen that almost <laughs> now distance from this person now. <laughs> this person is about to judge me very well. My God, my God. <laughs> Why wow, thou forsaking me? So, and the truth of the matter is, the beauty about the gospel is that he rose again on the third day. And Peter preached it this way. Look at the Acts 2, verse 22. Peter preached it this way. In Acts 2, verse 22, he says, Um, Ye men, of, ye men of Israel, yet this word, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you, by many by, by miracles, signs, and wonders, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye know. It says, he being delivered, uh, it says, being being delivered by the predeterminate counsel and the foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and have and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. It says, look at verse 24, very key. It says, who God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death. Acts 2. It says, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him, concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh was my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou will not leave my soul in hell, that thou will not suffer the only one to see corruption. Thou hast made known unto me the ways of life, and has made me full of joy of the countenance. Men and brethren, let me speak unto you, or let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sculpture is with us to this day. Verse 30. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him, that the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on the throne. Seeing this before, see this before, speak of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in him, neither did his flesh see corruption. Look at verse 32. He says, we are witness. He says, this Jesus raised up. God, this Jesus, this Jesus at God raised up. 
wherefore we are witnesses that these are guys we saw it with our eyes so we saw it that he raised up from the dead that three days ago and three nights ago he was with us and suddenly he died you know they're, they're telling you you and i can you know the way we will preach is going to be different from the way they will preach but let me tell you what the revelation does because somebody will listen to this now and say um but we we did not see it with our eyes why should we preach that's why we have people like paul who never saw it with his eyes and carried that same message like he was to die for it are you seeing that's an example to us in our today's world that that's why we didn't even see it with our eyes just just them telling us and we believe it are you seeing that we are believing something we have not seen that we're just reading you see, this Christianity is a mystery. Abby. It's not a mystery. It's in revelation. It's God. That's how God wants it. Look at um, Paul's explanation in Acts 13 about the details. Look at how Paul will, Paul will not tell you he was a witness now. <laughs> because it was not. Look at Acts 13. Acts 13 verse 29. This was Paul. He was preaching now. In Acts 13 verse 29, it says, and when he has fulfilled, and when they had fulfilled all that was written on him, they took him down on the tree and laid him on the sculpture. Look at verse 30. He said, But God raised him from the dead. And it was seen many days of them which came unto him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are witnesses unto the people. Are you seeing it? So he was, look at in verse 37, he says, But he, but he whom God raised again saw no corruption. So Paul knew that God raised him from the dead. So, we must note something very key that in the resurrection of Jesus lies the salient and foundational fact of our redemption. So, to be raised from the dead means to come back to the earth alive and well. Jesus did not come back uh, um, from the dead sick. He didn't come back from the dead sick. He came back alive and well. So it must be seen in so it must be seen alive. So it must not now when he when he's raised from the dead, he will not be raised and come back in visions and revelation that <laughs> many and they are not seeing it. Peter is saying, I saw him in a vision. No, he's not they have to see him. They have, that's why they touched him. Are you seeing it? So he came back to the earth alive. Now so let's observe something that to know that what happened after he rose from the dead as his resurrection may have even gone to see his body and why look at let, let's look at John 20 because there's something there's something in that John 20 that people can easily mistake and look at John 20 verse 15 we can easily take that and and um misconstructs that statement John 20 verse 15 he says Jesus said unto her said woman why 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 weepest thou whom seeketh he says whom seeketh thou she supposing him to be in the garden we supposing him to be the gardener said unto her sir if thou art born in and stole me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned, her, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, 
wishes to see master. Look at verse 17. And Jesus said to her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to thy brethren and and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father, and to God and your God. So the Greek was now. The son there, she had gone to the grave and she could not see the body. And she was looking for the body, and Jesus had to talk to her and say, Ah, touch me not, I am not yet ascended to a body. So it means that he touched, she touched a human being. Now, why did Jesus now use that word, For I have not yet ascended to my father and your father? Now, a lot of people will read this in an African tradition and say, Oh, so that the sacrifice will be complete. He doesn't want to spoil the sacrifice. <laughs> and say, hey, if you touch me, you sacrifice and spoil. <laughs> you know, they, they, they say to you, it's just budget. It means the sacrifice and spoil. The workers, ah, if you touch me like this, then I will not be able to finish what I've started. I need to quickly finish what I said. <laughs> don't, don't touch me and don't let the work spoil. She eventually, hope you know she touched him for him to say, touch me not. <laughs> Have you seen it? She eventually, she touched him for him, but Jesus said, touch me not. So, since he had not accomplished his work, he had to fulfill his promise of the resurrection. He says, I sent, now, he used this vesicle, a particular word. He says, I sent unto my father, and what? Your father. This is the very first time the Lord is saying your father. He couldn't say it before because we didn't have the right to be called God, to be called to call God our father. We are sinners now. Are you seeing it? We couldn't call God your father. So he was going to heaven. He had to be in hell. Now he has been raised up to fulfill the work of redemption. So now what was left to be done? The scripture made us to understand that Jesus is our high priest. One of the things I'm going to teach us is the intercession work of Jesus much later on. And I will make you understand, but I will give you a teaser now. Jesus is our high priest. And after he rose from the dead, the work of the high priest is to offer sacrifices. That is blood for sinners. Now look at Hebrews 14 because Hebrews is like, Hebrews gave us a whole, a whole, a whole lot of stories. Uh, not stories, a whole lot of explanations of this. Look at Hebrews 4, verse 14. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Are you there? Hebrews 4, verse 14. He says that, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. Look at Hebrews 5, verse 5 to 6. Hebrews 5, verse 5 to 6. So also, Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, That my son, today have I begotten thee. He now says, As he has said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Meshisedek. So the sequence of events happened that he was now glorified. So glorified means he was raised from the dead. Now, the shedding of blood, not something, there's something I want you to understand. The shedding of blood is not the outpouring of blood. In fact, watch out for this. I'm, I'm going to do very concrete explanation in, in forgiveness of sins. I might be very fast now, but hold on for forgiveness of sins. Now, shedding of blood is not an outpouring of the blood. Because if it was so, it would leave us confused that, okay, it's just an outpouring, a physical pouring of blood and all of those things. Because this is, because the blood, blood because, I mean, blood was part of Jesus on several occasions, is bad. You know, when, when a woman gives birth, blood comes out. 
right? Yes. Abi, yeah. did I miss it? <laughs> Blood comes out. Hey, hey, circumcision. When you want to circumcise your child, blood comes out, right? Nurses. Mm-hmm. People that work in hospital, right? Blood Abi, am I making a mistake? In circumcision, when you're circumcising yourself, blood comes out, right? Yes. Hey, hey. So, even in his traveling Gethsemane, when he was praying and he says, Jesus' face was turning to blood. Blood also came out. So, <laughs> it can't be. So, we, if it is blood, we can then, those, the blood on his bed is enough. This was cuckoo bone. Then, <laughs> the blood from his bed should have sufficed for the sins of humanity. So, if it is his blood, who do you know is he was a man like you? How many blood are you going to squeeze out from his body? Is there okay? You, you, you people that work in hospitals and all of this, is there, is there a gallon of blood? No, not they don't call it gallon, of, a pint, they call it pint of blood. Is there, a, is there pints <laughs> of blood that that is expected to be in a human body? Is there a fixed amount or is just as the spirit leads? <laughs> No, I'm just asking. I don't yeah, know. Is that the spirit? No, no, they have. There's, there's a, because you have a low blood count. Yeah, if you have a low blood count, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that shows there's a certain amount of blood mm-hmm. that, 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 that is supposed to produce. That is supposed to produce. Okay, cool. Good job. Thank you. So now let's look at Jesus. Can his own blood, eh? Five liters of blood is supposed to be. So imagine. It's not It's of blood. Okay. So let's just say, let's let's just agree with Google now and say 10.5 pints of blood has to be in your body. Now, guys, <laughs> if we are drawing every syringe, we are using syringe now, and we are drawing one pint. For it's not <laughs> <laughs> if you join the syringe, it's not okay. If you join the syringe, it's not fine. It's an ML. It's an ML. Milliliters. Yeah, it's in those tubes. Yeah, those tubes. Ah. Yeah. You think it's not that? It's just thing we want to donate. Yeah, to donate. Sachet of blood. Okay, let's. Like a bag. Yeah, a pouch. A pouch of blood. A pouch. Pouch, right? <laughs> a pouch of blood. You see, this is knowledge, eh? You know, <laughs> you know, I will explain to you much later in the scriptures. Much later, I will explain to you much later. If you do not, if you do not study the scriptures well, now I'm coming back to my script now. Now, book people, don't go and write this part. If I thought you would write book later on, <laughs> Pastor, I explain and say. Now you find out that there's a way the knowledge actually increases in the scriptures too. In the scriptures before, they used to think their heart is in their belly. So you know till tomorrow too, we still do that thing when we are giving utterances. You touch your stomach, you say, I sense and I and I sense because you think <laughs> the spirit <laughs> is coming from within. Who told you that it's coming from within? Because it's out of your belly. So you say, that's my belly. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we're studying. We're studying that <laughs> Now, back to our pint of blood, I mean, our pouch of blood, or sachet of blood. 
So imagine they are giving everybody one sachet of blood. Say, no, I'll take your own sachet. Abraham will take your own sachet. Me, I know that Tony, because of because, because I grew up watching Tony, I know that Tony will require like 10, 10, 10, 10 pouches. You know, there's pints, we will have used pints of blood. Oh, not pints, it's, it's pint of it's pint of blood now. Ah. Oh god. What do you what what do you do you do you, do you, do you, do you why are you me? God, God, no. No, no, no. What what you taking me for, man? Anyway, back to what I'm saying. Back to what I'm saying. I'm using Tony as my case study for today. All the atrocities that Tony has committed in this life, uh, because I know Tony very well, ten sachets of blood or ten pouches of blood is not enough to wash a clean. No, <laughs> no, never. I'm sure even before Chamaka got born again. When I mean born again, you know Chamaka has two born again times. They will tell you, she will tell you, I was not serious, but I was born again. But I was not serious. And I was born again, I was not serious. You know, she has that two dichotomy. <laughs> if we are to count all the atrocities that Chemaka did between the both, just just within the year of the born again or serious, ha, fifty pints, uh, fifty pouches of blood cannot wash her clean. So it could not have been physical blood that Jesus was shedding. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? So when he say he shed his blood for us, <laughs> stop thinking. <laughs> now imagine Chamaka's fifty pouches of blood is not even enough. Now imagine the whole world. So Jesus, there will not even be bone remaining in Jesus's body again because we will have suck on the bone to look for <laughs> where there is blood. <laughs> we will have put, cut the teeth to check that there is blood. You know there is blood in teeth too. When you brush your teeth too much, blood will come out. <laughs> so imagine they, they will have cut all the teeth. And you know that one cannot even be enough for even favor sin. That one cannot even be enough. Because every day people is only sinning. <laughs> is it that she cross traffic like today? Or she go late tomorrow? Or she or police smile at her tomorrow? <laughs> what is it? Is it he smile at me? <laughs> he smile at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it that is it that what happens? So it can't be physical shedding of blood that was happening in the case of Jesus. So when he says, "Touch me not," for I said unto my father and your father, he was not trying to say, "I want to go and donate my blood to Block Bank or Salvation Army or to Red Cross." I say, "Guys, so now use this blood to cleanse the whole world." No, <laughs> no. Because remember, I told you again, there was blood in his incarnation when he was buried, when he was when he came from the dead. In fact, when they shook him on the cross, water and blood came out. So that alone, they could have quickly taken that one and say, "Ah, let's let's carry bolu. This is what we use to cleanse the entire universe." <laughs> no, I remember what is forgiveness of sins is to forgiveness of sins. You will learn more now. So this. So, because it, it could not have been... So, this is not what it means to shed blood. Shedding of blood is found within the Old Testament and is found in times and shadows. Now, it refers to the speaker... It, 
this is always done and and the shedding of blood was always done by the high priest where high priest will carry animals you know goat uh, leaven leaven bread all of those things they'll just kill and muslims still do that today that's that's why they call it after their fast they kill a ram right is it after their fast they kill they call it ilia or something do you know that statement? Ilea, is it Ilea or Ilea or Ramadan? Ide Karim. Ide Ide Karim. Ide No Fatah. If if it's tree, tree or something. Oh, it's, it's, you're about to call it Ilea. Okay, so they, they will kill their animals, right? And they will sprinkle the blood. So it mean, for them, it means that. They, they means that. I think it's the way they do it. They carry the blood, go to the. To the bush and sprinkle your, they will list their sins. Do they do that? No. Ah, they told me the wrong thing. They pour it out. Yeah. Yeah, they pour they pour the blood on the floor. Yeah. So it simply means that they are free from sins for the next one year. So the next year again they will fast again. They will fast again, wait on God again, <laughs> kill another animal. That's what they were doing in the old testament. That's what they were doing in the old testament. So you see, you see, just imagine we want to imagine the whole world now is a Muslim. Hope you know there will be no ram remaining. <laughs> remaining, remaining to get. Imagine one family is killing per family one ram, and let's say people like in people like, let's say people like Abraham's family. Those all we need like ten rams. I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, so, something like that. So. It was done by people in the Old Testament, and it's it's and that's why there was it's it's, it's like the sprinkle of blood on the mercy seat, and it's within the veils and all of those things. So the holiest of all was accomplished in the purview of people. Only the high priest and Jehovah would be there. And you know, I told you one time in the scripture of how the high priest will enter, and they would tie the high priest with room inside the holiest of all, just in case <laughs> he too was offered with the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord decided to take the high priest also. <laughs> With, it would, let's say you, you you have done something wrong now. You want to go and do. So it's, it will take your... So, now, <laughs> no, Moses, Moses said this thing. Look at Moses. Moses said this thing. But Moses did not become the high priest. He put his brother Aaron. You, the high priest. I will supervise you people's ignorance. <laughs> and he gave them... Do this, do that, do this. And he did not participate in anything. You see, that guy, that guy Moses was a, was a, was a strange guy. So you now, imagine, you, let's say Noah now has sinned. And we want to go atone for Noah's sin. And, no, let's say, let, let me use Chiamaka for instance. <laughs> let's say Chiamaka now has sinned. Now, remember Chiamaka's story of the, of the born again on Sirius. And let's say I am the, I'm not the high priest. And I was going to atone as a Lord Jesus. Accept <laughs> Shabaka's sacrifice. All that she has done. Let's say the Lord just find out that no, Shabaka has done something that is, is beyond worthy. They will not take me to. So, so <laughs> people will just say, wow, my brother has gone to be with the Lord. They will now pull me out. The Lord cannot do it because if she has that, she doesn't know maybe the Lord can decide to take her home. <laughs> so, the high priest, so it was dope. The high priest was doing it for the people. 
and but was not in their presence. So we don't even know if the priest is drinking. That's why the sons of Eli were eating the food. <laughs> the opening of uh, Phineas, I mean, is that the, the sons of Eli? They were just doing anything in the in the temple. Ah, uh-uh, holy, holy! You are eating. So let's say they say, please, so oh, man of God, kill this goat for us and use it to offer the sacrifice. Fry it and eat it, and they'll see that it's the only in the temple. I mean, so we will walk in and say, Ah, you are eating the sacrifice that we brought. <laughs> so that's what so I so look at Leviticus 16. Leviticus 16 verse 14 to 17. Leviticus 16 verse 14 to 17. So, and the one thing the high priest does is that he does it on the day of atonement. Very soon, one day, I'll teach you, I'll teach you this Leviticus. It can be studied. You don't, it's not a mysterious, it's not a mysterious book. Leviticus 16, verse 14 to 17. It says, And they shall take the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with the finger upon the mercy seat eastward. So, there's, there's a pattern to how to do it. So, you have to check diametrically where is the west, east, north, and south. So you speak with eastward. So you speak eastward. And before the message sits, he shall sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times. So it's just like all those old movies, Nollywood movies you watch, where they say, eat this. You know, people still do it today. When you get to, I told you a story. I, I think it's this series, or maybe in Canada, but I was telling you a story of some years ago, many years ago, my father took me to one prophet because I was the black sheep of my family at that time. So they were just wondering why is all these troubles befalling me? Why me all these troubles? Why me? Why me all these problems? <laughs> you know, what, like Badotelli will write. Badotelli is a footballer. He always write something. Why always me? It's always he that used to fall into every racism problem. Everything. It's always he that used to bully on the pitch. So he had to, he to now to admit it himself. He's always writing. Why always me? All of them used to say one day. Why always me? Balotelli. You know things like that. So they now took me to um. They, they took me to um to this prophet, and the prophet told me. Okay, when you want to bath, they gave me a sponge. They gave me a soap, and. <laughs> and in only water. So I will sprinkle. They told me, don't this all these instructions. <laughs> there's all these instructions that guide all, all those all those things. That's where that's where I had issues with those things from a young child. So they told me this only water. So they gave me a white bottle. I will never forget, you know. I don't know if you grew up in Africa where you know this but this white bottle cake. that they used to this cake, this white cake that they used to put pan wine inside those things. Yeah, so they yeah, put it, it looks like Goya bottle today where you know you know like this benzene oil this benzene this this oil that they we used to cook mm-hmm. it looks like that bottle here so they put the water there she said ah this water is oil you don't drink it just use it for bath so when you put your water sprinkle two two gums put it inside the cover put it two do it consistently morning evening so me that they used to bath in the evening as at that time <laughs> is by force so my father was, have you better it? Have you better before you sleep? So now he was talking in code language because my sisters did not know where they took me to, and they told me, don't, I'm not saying it. <laughs> they told me, don't tell anybody. Ah, what is where did we go? <laughs> in fact, even my mother did not know till after a while where we went to. My mother just knew that we came back, 
and I had the soap and sponge to, to bathe. It was after later, my mother said, ah, Why is he using soap? My, my mother said, ah, ah. The chance should use it. If this will, so you know, when somebody is a little tired of your problem and she doesn't even want to inquire, they say, If this will solve your problem, shall I do it? So my mother now became, and you know, our women now, they will carry it like. Is their life trophy. <laughs> so early in the morning, before people wake up, before people wake up and know what is going on, <laughs> quickly pour the water and do it. So I will sprinkle the tea, read my Psalm 35. Then I was carrying Bible to the toilet every day. <laughs> you know. Did that solve my problem? In fact, after it, it became worse. <laughs> <laughs> it became worse. My father said, Oh, my father said, This is, are you late to call deliverance? It means this guy's problem has passed deliverance. <laughs> you know? So, it was so, back to what we are reading, right? So, they had those principles, right? They sprinkle it seven times. Look at verse 15. He said, And then he shall kill the goat of the Goat of the sin offering, that is for the people. So they will kill goats. So there's a specific city to it. He kill goat of the sin offering. That is obviously why would they pick goat? Goat has always been stubborn. So probably <laughs> goat is to depict the stubbornness of your sin. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. So is this for the people and bring his blood within the veil and do this with the blood as he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and he before the and. Up, and before the message so this upon they will speak upon the messages <laughs> and before the messages only god knows what they mean upon what so okay let's use this seat for instance now what is upon this seat and what is before this seat wow okay it makes sense now it does verse 17 it says and there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth into the atonement of the holy place until he come out so just like in our church now everybody will be outside the high priest will be able to offer the sacrifice. You'll be praying to God that saved this thing. He's outside, you'll be praying, Oh Lord Jesus, let this high priest come out alive. <laughs> so he going to, to make atonement in the holy place until he come out and have the atonement for yourself and for his household and for the congregation of Israel. So the high priest does this on the day of atonement. So there was a day they called the day of atonement. Just like the Muslims have a special calendar or how they work it. I don't know how they do it. They don't say when the moon come out or when the moon do not come out, all right? I think they walk with the moon. But Americans today, they don't say, the moon has not... The, the, some walk with the moon, but some just say, well, when they notice, I think there was a year, the moon did not come out. I think it was two years ago, three years ago. I was talking with one person. But they said, the moon did not come out on time. They quickly ended their fasting. He said, they just noticed that. They just said, since they come out in other places. <laughs> it has really come out. When they, when they've already done like maybe 50 more, 50 plus days, and then, ah, this moon has not come out. Ah, what's going on? I say, ah, has it come out in Africa? Yeah, it has come out. It come out in this country. <laughs> and then the moon has done. Maybe we, he came out and we did not see. <laughs> we did not see it. I, see, I told the guy, I said, you are just us this year. He said, ah, what can we do? He said, he came out. The shark came out. He came out for other people. People saw it. He said, but, she said, but me, I, do, I did not really see the moon, shark. But what their imam said was that, it's okay for them to break because he came and said she thinks she said she thinks their imam continued the fast though but he said but she and her household they they couldn't go further <laughs> so jesus must do this 
as our high priest. Not as not of human buildings now. Now he's not going to go through the sprinkling of the goat for us and everything because himself now he is now the scapegoat. Jesus now is not the goat. He has offered himself. Are you seeing it? <laughs> so <laughs> he's not going to go through that uh, thing, no. So he, he, he must take his blood and his blood to heaven. That's the truth, Rabbi Nako. Now, so he, because if you read the book of Hebrews, Hebrews relates to the Lord. Let's see. Let's see uh, Hebrews nine verse eleven. Let's go back to Hebrews. Why are we reading Hebrews? Hebrews relates with the law a lot, and it shows us Christ from the ceremonies of the law also in Hebrews. Look at Hebrews nine. Hebrews nine. Are Are you getting something tonight? Hebrews nine. Verse 11 to 12. Hebrews 9, verse 11 to 12. It says, But Christ being come an high priest. Are you seeing it now? And I says, But Christ being come and I you see, use the word Christ now. But Christ being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, of this building. He now says, Neither by the blood of goats, you see, and calves. But by his own blood, he entered into the place, into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So he entered into the holiest of all, just like the high priest would do, with his blood. Now, remember when I say his blood now, his blood does not mean pints of blood or sachets of blood or pouches of blood. Now, this did not happen on the cross. Look at verse 22. Because this is not this, look at verse 22. It says, and almost all things are by the law poured with the blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Verse 23. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in heaven should be purified with these things. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. Verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which is which are the figures of the true, but into heaven himself, now to appear into the presence of God for us. So the shedding of Jesus' blood happened in heaven, not at the cross. Jesus did not shed his blood at the cross. You know that statement we used to say, oh, ah, the blood that he shed upon the cross of Calvary. I don't know if you have heard people say those things. It's not <laughs> what he shed on Calvary was physical blood. <laughs> you know they put a if you, if you read the story of what happened on the cross, they, they shook him with a, a, a spear and a water and blood came out from his body. You notice? That's not when he shed his blood. His shedding of the blood happened in heaven. And that's to make a way for God's access to us. It's to make a way for us. That is now, we now have access to the Father freely. Now we can stand in God's presence. Now we don't need a mediator. We don't need the high priest who can now go for us and say, that's why I don't like this song. Uh, 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 this song of uh, this presence of God, that this thing, uh, uh, this song that people say, uh, what's it called? Something that this with the presence of God. Uh, there is something that makes me come into your presence. We are always in the presence. Look at Hebrews 10 verse 19. Hebrews 10 verse 19. He says, Having therefore, brethren, 
boldness to enter into the holiest of all by the blood of Jesus. You and I are already in that presence because we believe the gospel. Are you seeing it? So, are you seeing what, what he did upon the resurrection now? So, if somebody asks you and say, upon the resurrection, are you looking at how we started? We, we studied, look at the precedent of how we started this series, or this introduction, I call this introduction, not series now. We say, we have studied the death, right? We have studied that he was buried, right? We have studied what happened in the death, where he went to, he went to hell. Now, we are studying when he rose from the dead now, what happened? Are you seeing it? He shed his blood. Now, I will tell you something, but we'll study this later in passing. That his death, his, the, the sin of Adam affected heaven and earth. He affected heaven and earth. So, it took till Jesus to go into heaven for a man to even enter heaven. That's why we can safely say, who is in heaven today? The man Christ Jesus. Are you getting, we'll study this later. I'm just giving you a fizzle on this. Don't, don't crack your head too much on that. So, we are in the presence of God. Say, I'm in the presence of God. So, you are there always. You are always in the presence of God. So, Jesus went into the heavenly. Now, what was Moses doing in those times about building the temple and all of those things? He was building it according to the pattern of the heavenly. Look at, look at in Hebrews 8 verse 5. Hebrews 8 verse 5. Are you there? Hebrews 8 verse 5. He says, who serve unto the examples? Who serve unto the examples of who serve unto the examples and shadow of the heavenly things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle? For see, say it that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee on the mount. So the heavenly preceded the earthly. So one of the things that happened is that. Adam's sin took him out of God's presence. So if man was to be restored and restored and righteousness will be granted and sin has been taken away, it had to happen in heaven. Because remember, remember I told you in, in this introduction, I told you I said that Adam left God's presence, right? So Jesus shed his blood in heaven. For us to redeem us. Interestingly, we what we do is we we let our imaginations just go so wild and we start thinking, like I said, is a bowl of blood is it? No. We must think the word and not think for the word. So Jesus's blood speak of his life. So when we say he offered his blood for us, what are we saying? His life. Does it make sense? His life is his blood. Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't think pints of blood or sachet of blood. Hope you know. Just one body of his blood from, cannot cleanse the whole world. How many of you know? So his life, that is embodiment of him dying. His life is the blood. So well, that's why you say you, you see those superstitions that people say, I plead the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Blood. So they say blood of Jesus that time. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Some of you we are charming and anything wants to happen, you say, blood of Jesus. As if the blood will just come and quickly clean. If it is the way you are saying the blood of Jesus, wouldn't the blood have would would it have finished? Okay, say so, power one, 
But what blood of Jesus, one pint of blood goes for it. Blood. So imagine how many people are woken up from their dream and shouting blood of Jesus. Boom! <laughs> you know? So, <clears throat> is human life, Jesus himself is the blood. Does it make sense? Yes, Does it make So if somebody asks you, actually the blood of Jesus, just say his life is his blood. Hallelujah. So his life was what he offered for us. His life was what he shared for us on the cross. Are you seeing it? So can you simply say, so you see why we say Jesus did not shed his blood on the cross. He shed it in heaven because he now has to present his life in heaven to make the way. So he is the way. So when he says in John 14, when he was telling those people, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me. No one comes to the Father except through me. Are you seeing it? He is so now this will help you in explaining that dichotomy of God Jesus. You cannot go through <laughs> that gate if you have not gone through Jesus. He is that access key. And you see, because his life has to be shared for you to even know who there is, whether there's God or there's Jesus. His life is the access. Are you seeing it? So Mary did not see him with the blessing of blood when he says. Go, when we in that in back back to that John twenty verse seventeen when he says touch me not for I say not to my father and your father, he was obviously not carrying a blood. Are you seeing it? So don't let people tell you and say ah when he, when he meant that it was meaning eh don't touch me oh, ah eh, ah I need to quickly go <laughs> you know he was saying, ah don't spoil my work oh. <laughs> I quickly need to quickly go to somewhere you know you know all those all those things like. You know, it's in Africa they do all of those things where they'll tell you don't come at one a.m. The 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 chief priest wants to go around, and any girl, yes, it's always a woman. Any woman they catch in the middle of the night will be sacrificed for the gods. <laughs> so if you as a woman now try yourself. There's something they used to do when we were younger. I don't know if they still do it. They call it rag day. It's university students that do it. Then, if you dare open your shop, if you, because my mother was selling provision at some point, if you dare it, open your shop on rag day. Rag day means they will invade your shop, carry everything that you have, and they will tell you sorry. They will even tell you sorry. So, <laughs> so if you try, try yourself, if you say you are looking for money, you will find the real money there. That's just an aside. Anyway, look at Leviticus 17 verse 11. Levit- Let's go back to our Leviticus again. But is this making sense? Yes, sir. Is yes. this making sense? Yes, yes, yes. Are you understanding this gospel? Yes, sir. Leviticus 17 verse 11. It says, now, l- l- you see the explanation very well now. It says, for the life of the flesh is in where? So can we simply say the life is the blood of Jesus? He says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it unto you upon the earth as to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh the atonement for souls. So the blood in the Old Testament is a foreshadow of life. Are you seeing it? So when they were sprinkling that blood of the animal, obviously the animal cannot, the blood cannot suffice for their sins. But it was just a foreshadow of, okay, you. There will be a time where a life will be given. You see, that's why they had to kill somebody and the animal had to die. But you know the funniest thing? The animal could not resurrect. Are you seeing it? But this one, 
is not a better sacrifice. That's why the, the writer of the Hebrews say he is made much a better sacrifice. Now, this man will die. A human being now will die. But this human being will present himself as the blood and he will raise up from the dead. Are you seeing it? Look, go back to Hebrews 9, verse 24. So the book of Hebrews depicts, make us to see that explanation very well. Look at Hebrews 9, verse 24. I'm sure this is making sense, right? It's making sense. Are you getting it? Look at Hebrews 4, verse 24. This, for Christ is not entered into holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true. He says, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for what? For us. So he therefore was the blood. He is the blood. Now I'm giving you this, this basically things I will still explain in, in, in forgiveness of sins, but you will understand it much better there. He is the blood. So his life is what? The blood. So those, I plead the blood of Jesus. What are you doing? You're saying, you're just saying, you see that it doesn't make sense now. I plead the blood. Ah, the blood. You know, some churches will tell you, shout the blood. The blood, the blood, I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus. You know? What shall I offer to my love to make him happy? I don't know. What shall I offer to my love to please him? I may give him the best of my chains, he will not take it. I may give him the best of my chains, he will not take it. He has given himself. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. These are things to make us rejoice. He has given us himself. So, his resurrected self, are you seeing that? Now, his resurrected self is the blood. Are you seeing it? Now, because he now has life. He has died, right? He has gone through the physical, the spiritual death that Adam has gone through. But you know one thing that Adam did? Adam did not wake up from the dead. Now, he woke up from the dead, right? Now, he's not the offering. He's going to present that offering to counterfeit. Are you seeing? He's going to, it's like, it's like that mass. It's like math to cancel, cancel. He said, I cancel the work, what Adam has done. I've made it perfect now. Are you seeing? I, I, what Adam destroyed, I've completed it. Cancel, cancel. <laughs> so, unlike Levi, who was a sheep priest in those times, who will sprinkle blood on the mercy seat and leave. <laughs> and that seat. Is the seat that is meant for someone to sit on and grant intercessions. Ibu called the writer of Ibu called it the throne of God. Look at look at um, Hebrews four verse sixteen. Hebrews four verse sixteen. Is it making sense? It says, "Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we do obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." So now we come boldly. Glory to God. We have, we have come boldly. All those, eh, 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 there is something that makes me, there is nothing that is making me come. Me, I'm always, I mean, I'm always in the presence of God. I don't know about you. But the very beginning that I got born again, remember, I'm already in the presence of God. So, <laughs> this one, there is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. No. I am in your presence. Oh, we are in your presence. Let it rain. Call your ring. 
Let him, in fact, even the writer of the song had to debunk the song. The only thing I did not like that the writer he should have cocked taking the song away if he was really really sure of his repentance he should have really he have deleted the song from youtube or something but the writer of the song had to say it some years some years ago and say he sang wrongly he said because we are in god's presence there is nothing which rain is falling again <laughs> open the floodgates and pour your rain let it fall up you are in the rain glory to god you are in the rain of his presence there's something that there's a message I wanted to teach you people last year, um, pre our conference of last year. I wanted to teach you people hours of encounters. I'm going to teach you people later. I still have that. I still have the message written. We are in the house of encounters. Oh, we do God. That's why I taught you people the glory among us. We are in the rain. We don't need what the poor. We now be salivating and saying, "Good morning, Holy Spirit." Good morning, Holy Spirit. You know, that's how the, the, the preacher wrote the book. I said, Good morning, Holy Spirit. You'll not be hallucinating and be, and, be, and be wishing things. Me too, I was younger. I read that book when I was younger too. I'll go and tell him, I said, I've spoken to the Holy Spirit today. <laughs> Good morning, Holy Spirit. So I was thinking the Holy Spirit is standing beside me. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Then me too, I will hear. You know, that's how people used to hear to Spiritism. You hear voices and say, How are you? It is, I'm fine. What did you hear today, Holy Spirit? So he said, Me too. Me too. I will eat. I will eat. I will not say, Holy Spirit, you want some? <laughs> Are you saying that? They are eating on this man. Are you saying that? Are you saying that? Are you saying that? You are eating on this man. You eat rice. You eat rice. He said, Holy Spirit, you want some? He said, Let me feed you. Where, did he, has he ever eaten it before? Did the rice. Uh, you eat, you finally eat it and say, Holy Spirit, you not you not wish yourself good as a Holy Spirit, I'm eating it for you. <laughs> That's not me I used to say. I don't know about you. I don't know whether you point on the floor, but me, I'll say, I've eaten it for you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> because is uh, that a wife? I think it was Sonji that made me say, She had eaten Yahweh. I don't I think it was the one that said, ah, hey, guy. He said, I think Yahweh means are we not are we not run mad like this? Because ah, the way we are actually going in that period, you would just wake up in the morning and say, Ah, before you do anything, good morning, Holy Spirit. Because they say if you press your phone first, that means you have denied the Holy Spirit is right to your life. So before you even so those time I think it was something that was trying to toast a girl or something like that. So I said, ah, have you? I think that's where he said the statement. He said, ah, I said, have you asked the Holy Spirit? This permitted you to <laughs> because he toasted that game for he God that game. He toasted that game for maybe like three years. The game now agrees. So when we now read the book, we said, ah, have you asked the Holy Spirit <laughs> whether it's really the Holy Spirit that is not making you to making the game to tell you yes. He said, ah, guys, yeah, see what you were running mental. Like, honestly, I never thought about it. It's true. I had to, honestly, I I think I bought the book or I trashed the book. Because he, <laughs> that alone can run. I know there are a lot of believers like that in that delusion. Spiritism, demonism, that's how they will to evil spirits. They will not be seeing rubbish, thinking they saw things. Me too, when the wind blows, like I say, Holy Spirit, is that you? Wind blow, wind just blow. At that time, my house, in my, before, some of you that came to my house in Nigeria at that time, we cemented it. That was not it was. It was bush everywhere. As people, all those places you went to the back, there was any houses. Everything was bush. 
we had trees, banana tree. Um, the one beside my window was um, plantain tree. So I always go to the bar. I was monitoring plantains that are ready for for. So it was plantain. So in the you know in midnight the wind is to blow different. So it doesn't blow. It doesn't sound. The thing does that. I say, Holy Ghost, is that you? So in my in my small mind, I say, Yes, I came to greet you. <laughs> I was running better. <laughs> spiritual meta, spiritual madness. <laughs> I will not be able to sleep in my room. Fear. See, let me tell you one thing that I know about wrong doctrine. Fear always comes with it. Fear. See, let me tell you one thing. Do, do you know the scripture says, "Perfect love casted out fear." Perfect love actually really does cast fear. See, <laughs> I was scared. If anything, if any mistake, just do boom. Anything, maybe, maybe, maybe rat and, and our house was the house of rats. Ah, <laughs> rat where well, rat was. <laughs> you know what they say: be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. Rat was actually. <laughs> Rat was multiplying and replenishing in our, in our, in our house. So you can be sleeping and you know, <laughs> you know, it's crumb. You know, so if a rat just, um, in fact, the way they do it, if you go to my room, so under my door there is a rat hole. The, the rat has created its own spot on how to run out immediately. So imagine if a rat just come in or run out, I say ah. I was just wake up, boom, Holy Ghost, is that you again? Spiritual <laughs> 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 madness. <laughs> if you have the book, I beg you, trash it. Yeah? Ah. <laughs> you you be so scared. I will be going to school. I will carry bike. I will leave space small. <laughs> you know bike, right? I will go to school. Leave space bike. I say, only go. This is your space. <laughs> I say, only space. This is your space. I just want to acknowledge you in my life. <laughs> my friend, and my friends were not Christians. My friends that will go to school those times, they were not Christians. They were not looking at me like, hey, Bensi. Hey, 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 one day I was there in class. How this thing followed me? It, I don't know about you, but once I once I once I like something, I give it to it. Once I once I read something in God's word, I never ah, just know that I'm dead inside that thing. And it's it's always very difficult to take me out of something I something I devote my time to. Ah, I just I was just in class one time. I was just I was just like Holy Spirit. So you know what those free free. Free, uh, free, free period in class. Ah, I was just saying, Holy Spirit, what will I write? Ah, one guy just say, Bensi, are you okay? Because they call me Bensi in school. Ah, Bensi, are you okay? Ah, I say, what happened? He said, you've been talking to yourself for a while. <laughs> in my mind, I was like, ah, they won't understand. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> hey, men of God. That can rob you of spiritual realities. I'm telling you, the only ghost is in you. He did not say he's ready to be talking to you. I will give you 
that's why we have teachings on leading of the spirit. So you look at you look at thinking there's a, there's something called good morning afternoon good night. So if I sleep every night, I say now nah, I want to sleep, Lord Jesus. Good night, Holy Spirit. Make sure you wake me up very well. Joe. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> oh. Anyway, where were we, Seb? Where were we? What? Where were we? Even though existing. So under the law, the, the blood of animals were were were, were there, and that, that, that was what they used. So, but in under the new covenant, Jesus Himself sat. The sprinkling of the blood was not Jesus Himself. You know, we read it in Leviticus where the the high priest would sprinkle blood. Now there is no need for sprinkling again because. <laughs> If there is to be sprinkled, Jesus will carry his body to the place that needed to be sprinkled. Not to carry his place Jesus is now sitting. One of the things you understand about this statement we see is Jesus sat down once and for all. Is that he has sealed whatever blood wants to be shed. His life is the blood. That shedding and the sprinkling. And this is why our, our religion, let me use the word religion now. Christianity is the best. is because we don't have to go through any rudiments. Muslims are still killing animals till tomorrow to, for, to atone for their sins. Our own sins has been atoned for. Just believe. It, you know, Jesus does not require anything from you. Are you seeing how simple this thing is? Just believe, babe. I died. I woke up. Uh, it's, it's the most simplest thing to do in this world. I teach you the gospel. Just believe. And he has, you know what he said? He did. He sat down. Ha <laughs> ha. Once and for all. So he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He is now seated at the mercy seat. That seat that the, the high priest will speak upon and before. <laughs> you know, this high priest will speak upon and before. He is now, he is, his, his bomb bomb is dear. <laughs> Jesus is, Jesus is, Jesus is bomb bomb. <laughs> he is seated there. So, he will have no need to come and, so, now, why somebody can ask you and say, in three thousand years, with the blood of Jesus still 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 be resting, as far as he's on that seat, <laughs> he doesn't need to come back again. It's, you know the high priest, what they do is they come, they go, just like even the Muslims every year they will do. But you know what? That blood, the person, that seat where they were atoned, it, the mercy seat where they were atoned for it. On that seat, and thank God, glory to God, the believer is there today. You know, he said, We are seated on the right hand of the Father, we are there today in Christ. Hallelujah! So, he's seated there. So, as far as he has not stood, stood up or stand up on that seat, ah, <laughs> and he's not planning to. Are you seeing why he is the man in heaven? Because he's seated somewhere for us. Glory to God. It's not punishment, though. It's actually freedom. Don't say, he's sitting there, he's waiting. He's waiting. Some people say, he's waiting. When he stands up like this, he will not blow the trumpet. <laughs> Another fallacy again. When he's, they're, they're begging Jesus to sit down. They're begging. They're begging. They're begging. Please, don't stand up. Because once he stand up, oh Lord, arise. Once he stand up, the earth will quiver. It will shake. Hey, a lot of fallacy. <laughs> so, he will sit and remain seated. So, and this is redemption. Are you saying that? And what I just did to you now 
It's giving me like a part two of reality of our redemption. <laughs> How do you notice? I just give you a, a glimpse. Why, why I'm even saying it is because I believe you, you, you should know a, a bit of the word by now to be able to interject certain things now. If you go and listen to reality of our redemption now and pick this message now, it will connect. Are you seeing it? So now, this is redemption. This is what he has done once and forever. Look at Hebrews 10, verse 11 to 14. Let me close from here. Uh, my, my time is already fast spent. But do you, are you getting it? Hebrews 10, verse 11 to 14. It says, and look, look at what it says. It says, every high priest standard daily, ministering and offering, ministering and offering so often times. It says, the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. Now, what was he talking about? The old covenant, right? The old testament. And this is but this man. Kalabada. Who is this man? Glory, glory, glory. Is this after he has offered one, just one sacrifice? And what is the sacrifice? Himself. Have you seen it? His blood, himself. After he has offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down on the right hand of God. Look at verse 13. From henceforth, especially till his enemies be made his full to. Verse 14. For by one offering. What's the one offering? Himself, right? He has perfected forever them that are what? Calabar. So, they stood to offer. He sat to offer. They came yearly. He came once. Are you seeing it? Because if you say, in the old covenant, the priest, they stood to offer the sacrifices. He sat down. They came yearly. Just like Muslims are sitting there. I'm, I'm deliberately saying the Muslims. So that when they hear this message, they will know that <laughs> something is wrong with what they are doing. He came. He says once and for all. His intercession is his seat. It's his seat. So it is not a continual pleading. So that's why one of the things I'm going to teach you also in forgiveness of sins. Should you be confessing your sins every day, once and forever? Okay, Lord, I confess this, I confess that. I as far as you have believed the gospel, He has forgiven your sins forever. That's why it is called internal salvation. Internal salvation. You can't lose your salvation. <coughs> you can't. Because <laughs> what it cost Jesus, do you know what? Are you seeing what it cost Jesus to do? It cost him a whole lot. It cost him his life. So it's a once and forever redemption. Once and forever shedding of blood. So he shed his blood once. So even those in mass, if people will go and live in mass, if they discover life in mass, if they discover life in Pluto, that blood will, will suffice for them. It's for the whole world. The whole world. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews 7 verse 25. Hebrews 7 verse 25. Wherefore, he is able, glory to God. Look, look at it, everybody. Look at 7 verse 25. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Seeing that they live it, for, live it to make intercession for them. Glory to God. Uttermost means insanity. Internally. So once a man believes the gospel, he is saved forever. Why? Because the high priest is seated what? Forever. He shed his blood once and for all. So if you will lose your salvation, it will mean that Christ will have to die again. Are you seeing it? Are you, are you getting it? If you will lose your salvation, it will mean that he will have to come back and repay a sacrifice. But if he is not paying, you know, those that offer sacrifice now in the Old Testament, right? That they are paying it yearly. It's because they know that the sacrifice cannot contain them for life. That's why they are paying, they are atoning for their sins yearly. 
But you and I, we don't need that kind of thing again. Where would, okay, you get born again, March. You have lost your salvation by September. You know? So, <laughs> you know a lot of people that say, come and dedicate your life again. What cost Jesus his life? Ah, no. We are not like those who are used that sacrifice. Once you believe like that, you are sealed. Are you getting me? We are not going to be atoning every year again. This is like a prelude to my teaching of forgiveness of sins. We are not going to be atoning every year again. No. We are internally saved. Say I'm internally saved. I'm internally no, saved. That's why in John 10, he says, nothing can pluck you out of his hand. So can you simply say he was saying that as a prophecy, right? Because did it eventually happen? Yes, upon resurrection. Hebrews 5 verse 9. Hebrews 5 verse 9. Glory, glory, glory. See, look at this gospel. So one of the things we will study as we, as we pick up in the series, you know, this is just an introduction. So imagine what we are still going to look at. <laughs> Hebrews, 9, Hebrews 5 verse 9. It says, I'm being made a perfect. I'm being made perfect. He became the author of what? Unto them what? Unto them that obey. Obey there simply means believe the gospel. So you become internally saved. See, I'm internally saved. I'm internally saved. So let no one rob you of your salvation. Right? I believe we have a church where everybody knows that they are internally saved. Right? Right? Yeah. So this high priest work is not done standing. It is done by sitting. It's done by resting, finished, done, accomplished, settled. And this is the gospel. Hallelujah. So when we speak of the blood of Jesus today, we are speaking of his internal offering. We are speaking of the blood, we are speaking of his person, right? His life, right? When we speak of his resurrection, so when we speak of his blood, we are, can we say it's his resurrection, right? We can say it's his resurrection, right? We live continually. So seeing this, our heart is raised. Our heart is filled. Our soul is steered. Our heart can be traced. Our emotions can... We can say, oh, what a love is this. Can you see it? That Christ loved himself and gave himself for all. This is exactly what the passion of Christ... This is, that, this is the real passion of Christ. You know, the movie they did, they just wanted you to cry. But I'm telling you, what I just taught you now is the real passion. You know, they can't act this one. How would they act it? That somebody went to heaven. Who is This can't be acted. Are you seeing it? There's certain fact of the scripture that we just have to preach. Are you seeing it? This is the passion of our Christ. He shed his blood where it matters the most. God's presence. So can you simply say, he has restored. And it is not... Now, and, and can we simply say, Christ restored us back to the presence of God? How I many of you agree? Via His blood, right? Via His body, right? Via His sitting on the cross, sitting on sitting at, at the mercy seat, right? Via His infernal redemption and sacrifice, is He has. So can we simply say today, the believer in Christ is in God's presence? Why? By the blood of Jesus, right? By the Offering that he has made, right? Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and let's just worship him. Just worship him this evening.